Welcome back, everybody. This is D Sizzle here, back at it again with another Sports Talk podcast episode. Today we'll be talking about NBA free agency, how day one has tracked to some of the best young talent and the best free agent players available to land where they landed, and what else to expect to see left of free agency. So let's get started. The free NBA free agency is one of my favorite times of the year. Lots of new faces land in many different places, good and bad, to see how they can help their teams that they go to have a chance to compete for an NBA championship at the end of the season. Let's start. We're going to do this team by team to see what major moves they have made and how their chances have dramatically improved or dramatically have declined from their moves that they've made. So let's go through it. The Portland Trailblazers have re-signed Rodney Hood to a two-year, $21 million deal, and Derek Jones, two years, $19 million. Now, Rodney Hood is coming off a major Achilles injury last season. Don't know how that will pan out. Derek Derek Jones Jr. is a high flyer, can attack the basket, should help Portland when it comes to finding the cutters to the open rim. The Milwaukee Bucks have signed Pat Cunnington to two years, $8.3 million, Bobby Portis to a two-year deal, and DJ Augustine to a three-year, $21 million deal, and along with adding Drew Holiday via trade with the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, it comes with a price to getting Drew Holiday. The Bucks had to give up three future first-round picks and had to give up Eric Bledsoe and George Hill in the process. George Hills is an aging veteran, so it's like... Okay, you could see why you get rid of him, but Eric Bledsoe is a really good defensive point guard. I was hoping it would have been Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe in the backcourt for Milwaukee, but it didn't pan out that way. Is this move going to be enough to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee? I am a head. I'm a head scratcher on that one because you know this can either turn out really good or really really bad. How it can be really good, the Bucks can be in position to make the finals. Finally. How it could be bad, they can lose in the second round again. You give up all those first round picks, Giannis walks out the door. Uh, it's, I'm shaking my head on that one. That doesn't give my nod of approval. But we'll see how Milwaukee does at the end of the day. The Chicago Bulls signed a couple veterans. Garrett Temple to one year $5 million, and Denzel Valentine to a one-year $4.7 million to see if he still has one more year left to prove on why they drafted him. The Cavaliers and Celtics have not been active in free agency. They have not signed nobody as of yet. We don't know if those teams will make some moves. We have yet to see, so we'll see what happens with them too. The Los Angeles Clippers have re-signed both Patrick Patterson and Marcus Morris. Patterson's a one-year deal. Marcus Morris, four years, $64 million. Marcus Morris was a big key part to the Clippers' end-of-the-season success and contributed in their first-round series win against the Mavericks. Will the Clippers make more moves to try to stay in contention with the Lakers to be atop of the Western Conference? It's going to be yet to be determined. Now, Memphis has a 
well, I've been quiet. DeAnthony Milton to a four-year, $35 million deal. Not really too big on Memphis right now. They've been very quiet in free agency. Now, this is a team that has made some dramatic moves. The Atlanta Hawks. Now, not too long ago, about an hour ago, ESPN insider Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out that Rajan Rondo has agreed to a two-year, $15 million contract with the Hawks. Along with adding Danilo Gallinari, three years, $61.5 million, and Chris Dunn, two years, $10.10 million. The Hawks are making moves to try to compete to try to get Atlanta back into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Now, I like all the moves Atlanta has made. It has made them a lot better. Surrounding Trey Young with some key pieces to help him get his first postseason appearance. Very vital for the Atlanta Hawks. I like what they've done in free agency. Now, the Miami Heat. Now, Miami, we thought last year they were really good. We underestimated it. Let's start off with the two key defensive pieces the Heat have added in free agency. Mo Harkless to one year, $3.6 million, and Avery Bradley from the L.A. Lakers, two years, $11.6 million. Folks, the Heat defensively are going to be very, very scary. Not only did you add those two pieces, but you have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo as well. And you add... Some more supporting cast in Goran Dragic and Myers Leonard, both two-year deals. It's amazing to see what Miami has done in free agency, trying to make them even more stronger to say to the league and the rest of us as fans that making the finals last year was no fluke. We're in this for the long run. Pat Riley knows how to get talent to Miami. Eric Spolstra is probably a big influence along with the Heat ownership. But Pat Riley and Eric Spolster give them credit for influencing all four of these acquisitions to come to Miami and help make them stronger. Now the bigger news today, Gordon Hayward is going to Charlotte. Four years, $120 million. I'm not too fond of the numbers, but for the Charlotte Hornets, it's a good pickup as they're a young team, need some veteran presence in the locker room. It could help Charlotte. Getting to into that mix for that eight seed in the East. Still too early to tell, though. Now, Jordan Clarkson and Derek Favors both signed with the Jazz. Couple good bench pieces to add to Utah, as their starting lineup is still one of the best in the West. It's very good pickups. De'Aaron Fox has re-signed with the Sacramento Kings. Five years, $163 million. Now, De'Aaron Fox doesn't really prove much as long with Lonzo Ball, like as far as how high they were both were drafted and their potential as players. De'Aaron has been up and down since he's been drafted. We'll see if he he's worth the money that they gave him. It's going to be very interesting to see how it turns out. Alec Burke signs with the Knicks. One year, $6 million. Not much about the Knicks. Now the Lakers, they got busy yesterday. The reigning champs have no quit in them. They are not satisfied. They want to get better. Wesley Matthews, one year, $3.5 million. 
They used their bi-level exception to bring Wesley Matthews in to fill in the void for Danny Green. A gr- exceptional 3 and D wing. Love the signing for this team. And Montrez Harrell, the unexpected mid-level exception signing of the Los Angeles Lakers. I love the signing of Montrez Harrell. Only 26 years old. The reigning sixth man of the year. Folks, the Lakers now have two of the best bench scorers from last season on their roster. This team, I don't think they're done either. I think they're going to keep making moves. There's lots of good veteran minimum players out there that they could target. I'm very anxious to see what else the Lakers do in the next few days as they still wait for Anthony Davis to re-sign his contract. The question is, how long will it be? We'll see how that works out in the next coming days. The Magic signed Dwayne Bacon, James Ennis, Michael Carter, Williams, and Gary Clark. Bacon and Clark on two-year deals. Ennis on one year. Michael Carter, Williams to be determined. Not too fond of the Magic signings. It's not going to really put him over the top. The Dallas Mavericks re-signed Trey Burke. Three years, $10 million. J.J. Barea is still to be determined. The Brooklyn Nets make a crucial signing, re-signing sharpshooter Joe Harris to a four-year, $75 million deal. This is big for the Nets as they need a sharpshooter like Joe Harris. When you have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, you need to make these kind of signings. They're crucial. So very happy for Joe Harris. He's going back to Brooklyn. He's much needed in that offense. Excited to see what he can do this season. Jeff Green on a veteran minimum deal. Good signing for the Nets. Good locker room presence and a great three-point shooter off the bench. Jermichael Green goes to Denver. Two years, $15 million. Doesn't really help, but the Nuggets are still a powerful team in the West. The Indiana Pacers re-sign Justin Holiday. A big priority for them, three years, $18 million. Another good 3 and D player could help the Pacers regain their playoff hopes in the East. Now, the Pelicans haven't really been big in free agency, but they did acquire Steven Adams from the Oklahoma City Thunder to give them a true number one center. That's a big pickup for the Pelicans as they look to retool their roster and hopefully be around that eighth seed in the Western Conference. The the New Orleans Pelicans don't sleep on them. They're looking really good. They're getting better slowly. The Detroit Pistons, they were very busy yesterday as well. Signing Mason Plumlee, Jaleel Okafor, and Jeremy Grant from the Denver Nuggets. Mason Plumlee to a three-year $25 million deal. Okafor two years $4 million. And Jeremy Grant, three years, $60 million. Jeremy Grant got paid. Way more than what the Lakers could have offered him. He was looking to get a bigger payday as he was a big vital part to Denver's success in the bubble last year. And Mason Plumlee, that's one of the best backup centers you could probably have in this league. That hurts Denver. That Plumlee and Grant are now gone. Very excited to see what the Pistons can do with them. Jaleel Okafor, eh, still young, still looking to try to prove himself. The Raptors do their main priority. 
re-signing Fred, Fred Van Vliet, four years, $85 million. He got paid. Very happy for him. He's staying in Toronto, looking to be one of the future faces of the franchise. Christian Wood signs with the Houston Rockets, three years, $41 million. I'm not sure how much it'll impact James Harden and Russell Westbrook's status of staying in Houston or wanting to leave still. Very interested to see how that works out. The Philadelphia 76ers, they have had a busy offseason. They have signed Dwight Howard from the Lakers. One year, $2.6 million. Now, that helps Joel Embiid as far as having a backup for himself. A center that still has proved his worth and has revamped his career with a contender. But as far as everything else, the Sixers went out and got shooters so far this offseason. They've gotten Danny Green, Seth Curry, and drafted Maxie from Kentucky. And the Sixers still have two of the best superstars in this league with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. They got rid of that awful contract in Al Horford. The Sixers are looking scary. You surround Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with shooters. The 76ers are still one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Signing Dwight Howard was a huge signing for the Sixers. I wish him the best of luck there. Spurs just re-signed Jakob Bertl for a three-year, $27 million deal. Spurs haven't been that active. Now the Phoenix Suns, they signed Jay Crowder to a three-year, $30 million deal. He got paid, too. Now the Suns, they got a good 3 and D player with Jay Crowder, but they got Chris Paul also from a trade from the Thunder. Question is, will the Suns be a playoff team this season in the NBA? It's going to be very interesting to see how that turns out for the Phoenix Suns. I like the signing of Jay Crowder. The Thunder, they traded their acquisitions and Kelly Oubre and Danny Green away for draft picks. They have Al Horford's humongous contract. But the Thunder are really set for the next couple years, having tons of draft picks. The Thunder just looking to go into a complete rebuild. They have an exciting future ahead of them a few years from now. Malik Beasley resigns with the Timberwolves. Four years, $60 million. It's a key signing for the Timberwolves as they look to rise as a group. The Warriors have not been active in free agency as much as we all expected after Clay Thompson went down with the torn Achilles, which will force him to miss his second straight season, unfortunately. Prayers up for you, Clay. I hope you have a fast and speedy recovery. But they did get Kelly Oubre via trade from the Thunder and have also drafted James Wiseman, the best center in the draft. Hopefully they add more pieces besides those two. It'll be interested to see how the Warriors turn out this season as they look to get back in the playoffs. Davis Bertans and Robin Lopez both signed with the Wizards. Now with John Wall requesting a trade out of Washington, how will those signings be used? As Davis Bertans is one of the best catch-and-shoot big men in the NBA. I know this is only day two of free agency, folks, but it's going to be very, very interesting 
to see how free agency will shape out in the next coming days as teams try to fill out their rosters to see what they can do to contend for a championship. Don't sleep on the other free agents out that are still out there and are looking to find new homes. These guys may be useful on your favorite basketball team. I'm very excited for free agency. It's my favorite time of the year, like I said earlier in the show. It's just going to be interesting to see in the next coming days what my favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers, do to add to their roster. Will KCP come back? The Lakers do own his bird rights, so they can go over the cap to bring him back. But after that, for the veteran minimum contract slots, how can the Los Angeles Lakers fill out their team? What will they do to fill in those spots is the main question. As they look to try to defend their title. That's all I have for today's episode. This is a lot. Have a great day, everybody.